Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Take Care Podcast. Joining me, Jessica Fitzgibbons. Before we hear from her, I want to fill you in on the why behind this podcast. I believe that caring for others can change our entire outlook on life. However, if you aren't taking care of yourself in the process, caring for others can be hard and just not happen. That said, I hope this podcast inspires you to take one step every day to take care of someone else in the workplace. I could not think of a better person to educate us today other than Jess. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the Take Care Podcast. Hey, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) This is super fun. I want to give our listeners a little bit of context about you and I. So we lived together for a few years. um, and Well, one year, a few years ago. And we were part of a ministry that centered around hospitality and loving our neighbors. And you were seriously fantastic at connecting with our neighbors and creating this vibrant environment at Riverview, whether that was early mornings in the gym, you would talk to people and uh, just have conversations at events that we would host. And you just really have a gift for seeing people who might otherwise be overlooked. So I'm thrilled that you took the time to talk to me today. I'm so excited to. (laughs) So today we are talking specifically about caring for people in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And you have had a number of jobs over the years and have been in numerous cities and states. And you are actually one of my most extroverted friends that loves to have fun and the workplace is no exception for you. So one of the first things I'm curious about is what you think think about this trending topic of quote-unquote well-being and appreciation programs in the workplace like do you think it's kind of posh and fluffy or actually a legitimate topic that we need to be talking about in in our workplaces yeah that's a good question um you know, I, we used to always tell my students whenever I was a career coach that there was no such thing as work-life balance. You know, I think a lot of employers um, say that there is work-life balance in the workplace and at their firm because they want you to come work for them. And it's this magical, you know, um, balancing beam of, you know, having plenty of time to yourself and uh, for your family and then also having the time to, to spend at work. But that's really not the case. You, if you think about, you know, the average, you know, worker, you know, especially in America, you're working more than 40 hours a week for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that you're spending more time at work than you are at home, you know, regardless. So, um, so I think that there's, there's not really that balance, but how good employers and how great employers can distinguish and differentiate themselves is by having some, I would, I would think they're called kind of employer employee perks, um, you know, to make sure that there is not only a culture fit, um, with you at that company, but then they're also appreciating um, their employees because they know that if they make it a great place to work, um, that you're going to be you're, you're going to want some incentives as well. But then at the same time, you you're okay with like bringing some work home, you know, because you're excited mm-hmm. to be there. You're working amongst people that are like minded, um, and so they, like I said, value the things that you value, but then also give you some perks in the meantime. So, um, and I can talk more about that with my current role. Um, but I do think it, it has become this trendy thing, Mm -hmm. but I do think that not many employers have, 
um, hit the mark, you know, they, they, they think that they have, or they, maybe they don't have the, the benefits so or they don't have the resources to be able to do the things that they want to do for their employees. So that might be part of it. Um, but it's really, I think, hard to find an employer that kind of hits the mark in employee appreciation and, you know, that's kind of the values driven, um, culture fit that most people want. Yeah, I agree. And for our listeners who don't know, you and your husband and sweet baby boy are in Atlanta, Georgia, and Jess has her master's in higher education. So she really has a a unique viewpoint, in my opinion, on the topic of workplace culture and some of these uh, appreciation programs that she's experienced. So um, you've been a part of some workplaces that really haven't had a great... um, appreciation culture, but then currently from what I've heard, which it hasn't been a whole lot, but your current job, you've only been there three weeks, but it seems to be such a good fit. And, mm-hmm. um, so I would love to hear, and I think our listeners would be really intrigued to hear, um, starting with the positive, right? <laughs> like yeah. some really, um, cool ways that you have just experienced, whether it is in this job you have now or in the past, just some stories about, um, uh, really um, vibrant appreciation that you have experienced. I know one that I saw you post on Instagram. It was a super short picture that you posted, but one of your coworkers, I guess it was one of your coworkers. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but they had grabbed pictures of Graham when you went on maternity leave and from Facebook, I guess, mm-hmm. and had made those into magnets and put them on your filing cabinet. And so when you got back, it looked like you came back to your desk being so like not only welcoming, but super just, I'm sentimental because here you, you are having to leave Graham, your, your sweet baby, but you come back to work and these sweet coworkers have clearly thought about, okay, this is why Jess was out and maybe this will make her feel like she's not missing so much coming back to work. So that was one example that I've seen recently that I tucked away in my filing cabinet because I thought that is such a great practical example of how we can do this for our coworkers. So could you just tell us a story? I know you have so many, you can tell us a couple if you want, but of, of examples of just how you personally or your supervisors have uh, appreciated you in the workplace? Yeah. So, I mean, I could go into all the perks of my current organization. um, And I guess I can talk about one that's just been more meaningful recently. Um, So I was not at this firm when I had Graham, um, unfortunately, but hopefully we'll be here when, if we have a second kid and if we are blessed with a second child, but what they really care about is they want to make sure that you are taken care of as a parent. And so when you go on maternity leave or paternity leave, they give you um, 12 weeks of paid leave, which is kind of unheard of. Wow. Um, And then if you, when you transition back to work, you're actually able to come back in part-time. So you're able to kind of slowly transition back into the workplace. Um, When you go on maternity leave, you get um, a year's worth of diapers for your baby. Um, (laughs) which is great. <laughs> Save some money. Yeah. Um, you also get maid service and cleaning services for your home. What? Yes. And then they also send you blue apron uh, to your house for those 12 weeks. Um, Holy moly. Which is, yeah, like the you know, meal service. Um, yes. 
So those are just a couple of things that, you know, I think that they're saying, okay, well, hey, we know you're going to be working really hard for this company, but we also value, really, really value families. And we value you and we value your your children. So we're going to make sure that you're taken care of. Um, So that's just one thing that our, um, she's, her name is Christine. She's our chief people officer. And she really, really, really cares about um, people and she wants to make sure that you are supported. And so I've actually been able to sit down with her multiple times and she's a very busy lady, right? So she's running one of the fastest growing tech companies in Atlanta um, and you know, in the sales engagement space. And she still finds time in her calendar to sit down with me and ask me how else I can be supported and how everything is going and what was your, your interview process like? And, you know, what, what's happening? You know, what else can we do? Be- I mean, she's always just asking, what can we do better? Um, I don't even have anything for her because everything has just been amazing. Amazing. So wow. one thing that I want to kind of circle back to, um, I know that, I mean, I can dig into this further, but um, so that's just, like I said, one example of workplace appreciation that mm-hmm. I found to be pretty um, timely, but they really care about, there are five core values in the company. And I think that these are things that are very um, explicit, like throughout the interview process. So they make, they want everyone to know that we value these. You're even going to have a core values interview. So this is where they're very picky with who they pick to come into the company because they want to make sure that you fit. Mm. And actually only 1.5% of the people who apply to this firm actually get the job. Wow. Um, And so because they want to make sure that you fit. And so those core values are put customers first, team over self, glass half full, focus on results and bias towards action. So those are obviously pretty like action oriented. You want to make sure that you know, you're know you always driving results and that it's a, like I said, fast paced company. But then there's two other in there that um, focus on positivity and being having um, a mentality of, of team over self. So I've really yeah. seen that in my own team, just as I've come on, you know, new, I spent two weeks onboarding with my um, you know, counterpart Emma, and they spent a lot of time making sure that I was going to, you know, be set up for success. And um, I mean, even today, I had to jump into a webinar or what, like a meet a meeting with my boss and who lives in Denver, and I didn't have time to get lunch. So one other thing that the company does is they. Um, have catered lunch Monday through Wednesday. So today I couldn't grab lunch because uh, I was on this phone call. And so I slacked Nora, which is just like instant messaged, you know, my, my, my next door neighbor, Nora. And I was like, Hey, can you grab me some lunch? Like, I'm going to have to jump on this call with Carly. She's like, Oh yeah, no problem. And so she like came and brought my food over to my desk, you know? Mm, like, yeah. It's just like everyone cares so much and they're willing to go above and beyond. And we all work really hard, but we all also care about each other and they want to make sure that you are completely supported at all times, which I just have not had that anywhere else. And it's been amazing. Yeah. That is, is completely amazing. I wonder how many companies have a C, let's see, CPO, chief people mm-hmm. officer. Is that, mm-hmm. am I just not in the know? I, I mean, you know, we all know CEO, COO, CMO, but mm-hmm. I'm like chief people officer. Yeah. get Everyone needs one of those. <laughs> yeah. So she's kind of been, I, I do think it's been more kind of on, on, the rise like I've, I've heard of it before um but they I think with what Christine has kind of done in terms of transforming um 
different, you know, she doesn't want to call it HR because I think human resources kind of has a bad rap and they just think of people who, you know, they're rule followers and you've got this policy and you've got to go to them to request, you know, time off or whatever, whatever it is. And so she's like, it's got a bad, you know, negative connotation. We're the, we're the people operations team. So Mm. that's our team name and that's kind of where my role falls under. So we're on the pops team, people operations and, um, and so I just think it kind of helps people understand, yeah, we're, we're part of what making this organization great in terms of whether that be training or, you know, leadership and development and diversity and inclusion and um, making sure that, you know, our team members have, um, you know, wellness incorporated into their life. So actually, I just got back from a workout class and they provide a boot camp um, instructor at our gym <laughs> in the org- you know in the firm so like not everywhere offers that and it's free which is great um and so they really really care about your wellness they have meditation rooms if you want to need to you know take a break to meditate they have um you know counseling and coaching opportunities they had a smoothie day for you know just for wellness you can go up on to the 22nd floor and get a smoothie um and so they really want to make sure that you have this balance um balanced life and that you can you know take a break and that you are being taken care of yeah do you think they're taking a page out of google's people book because it wasn't until a couple years ago at least in my brain that like google was the one known for um having all this stuff that you're talking about and then they started getting kind of a bad rap because it was like oh google burns out their employees some people say because they want them to be there all the time so they can take naps Mm -hmm. there they can um Mm -hmm. you know do these boot camp things that you were talking about they can get their you know everything that you're talking about kind of um maybe it is what sort of google set the tone for do you think that is accurate or do you think maybe just google got a lot of um publicity with that um because I know there can be this sounds so amazing and I I really if I had my druthers I wish every company could be like this because I think taking care of your employees is so important but Mm -hmm. there's always a big but right do you think there's um you know can you be too far on this on the on the seesaw so to speak to where you're too heavy on on some of this stuff and, and maybe, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Is there, cause we started this podcast talking about balance and how there was, you don't think there's such thing as work-life balance, right? There's a different way to approach that. So do you think there's too much, uh, a, such a thing as too many perks in the workplace? Yeah. So I think as we scale and grow, I think that some of these, pieces you know might fall away you know like we we have unlimited pto right now so you mm. don't necessarily ever have to log that um but i was chatting with our you know compensation director he's kind of like our perks guy and he's you know evaluates the marketplace in terms of fair compensation and and things like that and so i said you know randy i've never worked for a company with unlimited pto and he's like yeah you know what ends up happening is that people don't take it yeah, And so that's exactly what you're kind of saying with all of these perks and you just end up living there, you know, on the, on the Google campus or, you know, living at work. But from what I've seen, 
you know, people kind of trickle in, you know, around like 8.30 or 9 and, you know, they leave around 5.30 or 6, like, which I don't think is unreasonable, you know, and so um, I'm sure that people might work harder or longer hours, you know, we do, we are asked um, to take our computers home, just that's for a security reason, so um, I do have my computer with me, my, my MacBook, but, you know, I'll open it every now and then and it's just to like scan things and it, but it doesn't feel like it's all consuming, um, but you know, like I said, as we scale and grow, like right now we're, we're at 420 people. Um, and we've doubled in size in terms of revenue and, uh, you know, people every year. And so as we continue to grow, I think that that could potentially be an issue in terms of how do we maintain, um, this level of, you know, one, I don't think they'll ever, you know, like decrease their level of care for people, but, um, you know, in terms of, growth and uh productivity you know what is that what is that going to look like I don't know right Um, but but we'll see but right now you know I feel like it's 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 awesome and it's gotten ranked the number one place to work in Atlanta two years in a row um and I think that that's one of the reasons you know they they value hard work but at the same time they value their people and you know I think that's one of the reasons that they've they've gotten to where they are Wow. And 1.5% of people that apply actually get in. Was that the stat that you said? Mm -hmm. Girl, I'm not even surprised. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly they've got the the best of the best and they're treating them the best way they know how at this point. And as they grow, they'll figure that out. Yeah. What is just curious, what does the alcohol look like? I know in Austin, we've got, um, kegs like are starting to become more and more popular it used to be you know sparkling water was sort of normal of like having the fridge stocked and whatnot but now I'm seeing more and more like you know draft like you see all this draft beer around the workplace what does that look like there oh that's so interesting um so I will say that yes they they like to party a little bit so um I mean my first week that I started, my boss came in from Denver and she wanted to make sure that she was here, which was great. And, um, she comes in basically every other week to visit and work from the Atlanta office. And so we had a little happy hour just to kind of like welcome. We had a bunch of new team members going to start on our team and wanted to welcome everyone. And so, you know, we go and got some cocktails. And then of course, you know, she wanted to stay out a little bit later, but I needed to get home. So I couldn't necessarily stay out. So I think they're pretty social. I don't think that our team particularly is like, you know, going out and drinking all the time, they do not stock beer or anything at our place, but they, they are okay. Like, so my birthday was recently and, um, was, or was recent. And so they actually, someone came over and brought me like a balloon and a bouquet of flowers and um, a card and a bottle of wine. And that probably would not have flown like at my last job. And so, you know, they just were able to buy a bottle of wine and give it to me. So they care about celebrations and they think that celebrating with some champagne or with some wine is totally appropriate. Um, I'm also a part of this women's group um, at the organization. So it's called WIN. So it's Women's Integrated Network. And so they really wanted to create a a place for women to kind of grow, you know, in the corporate space. So we um, had a little book event, like book club event, and they had some champagne and we went up to the 22nd floor and just had this little networking event to get to know each other. Cause you know, as we're growing, it's makes it harder to get to know people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had some champagne there. And then I will say that our, um, you know, our sales teams, you know, enjoy, enjoy partying as well. So there are <laughs> definitely some, 
some beers that go around, you know, I think that people can bring in, you know, on Fridays when they're trying to, you know, if someone has closed a deal, they'll, they'll cheers, you know, but it's nothing excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing that anyone would, you know, I, it, at first I was like, oh, wow, I got to know people were like drinking at work. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, it's not, un, it's not unheard of at the same time. I think that people are still responsible. So it's, yeah. it makes it, it makes it a, a fun place to be too. Totally. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting. Okay. You've uh, sparked my interest with this win women's integrated network. So the book event, was that what you posted with the Rachel Hollis book? Yeah. So Rachel Hollis, yeah. The um, girl is it girl stop apologizing or whichever. Yeah. Girl, girl, girl wash your face. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they thought that that was a really great book and, um, and they, they purchased that for, for everyone and they had little, you know, appetizers and, um, and they want you to read it and then we'll kind of recap, you know, in the next quarter here, we don't do, we, we do some little like off, you know, ad hoc events, but um, uh-huh. we have basically one like a big event like that per quarter. Um, so we'll kind of discuss it at the next one. But for the most part, it's just to get to connect women and, you know, making sure that we are all, again, like feeling supported, getting to know one another. There's some really powerful, you know, women in, in our organization. And I've just, I like look up to them a lot. So I've, it's a great time to get to know them. And they're so approachable. Um, and they pay attention. So um, it's been it's been a cool little organization to be a part of. Yeah. So was that Christine's, your CPO's doing? Does she organize those quarterly women's events or is that someone else? So yeah, she's a huge champion for women and um, she's done that in the past, but she had kind of passed it along to some of our other um, women. She wanted them to kind of get in the spotlight a little bit more. So actually she, um, you know, kind of passed it off to my direct boss. So her name's Carly and she's the VP of talent acquisition. And, um, and then this woman named Jess and she lives in Chicago actually, and she's um, a part of the sales team. And so they both kind of championed um, that event and kind of uh, had a, a couple of volunteers that, that helped them with the logistics. But um but yeah, she wanted, she definitely wanted to pull some of those women into the spotlight a little bit, but definitely Christine's kind of spearheading. Spearheading. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. That is super neat. Side note. Have you read the book yet, Jess? So I'm like a fourth of the way through, but <laughs> I've been meaning to read it. You know, I, I bought it on Kindle and uh-huh. then something happened with my Kindle and I was never able to access it. And I've been so busy and I need to spend more time and, and take time to read, um, to read, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. Okay. I'm curious. Text me when you finish it because we uh, just did a book club here with some neighbors. Um, We had a group of like six or seven girls get together and we were like, what book should we read? This is about a year ago. And we landed on Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And so we all read it together and I had such mixed emotions about it and such tension because she's very much, as you probably have already experienced she's very much uh you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps you can do this you 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 are enough and she claims to be a christian i think but um but man as as a believer it was hard for me to read because i was just like man you're telling all these women that they have it within themselves to kind of muster up the energy and the stamina and the motivation to do all these things and I get the hype and she's got obviously a huge following now, but as a Jesus follower, I'm like, man, I just feel like she's leading so many women astray. And I just mm-hmm. want to be like, okay, when you say you are enough, like we aren't enough. Like the, thank goodness because of Jesus, we, you know, he sees Jesus and not us because of our sin. I mean, that's a whole other 
faith topic. But anyway, so when you finish the book, let me know what you think, because I think a lot of women are jumping on board with this whole, like, you know, sort of not feminist movement, but just sort of like, we can do it. We can motivate ourselves. And Jesus is totally taken out of the equation. And I just, it was kind of funny because our whole book club got together on the last week of the book and we had all finished reading it and everyone was kind of pumped up. And I was like, so girls, I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, <laughs> yeah. but I actually strongly disagree with like the premise of the book. And they were like, oh my gosh, tell us why. And, and I just had to be kind of bold and sort of deliver what I just said. And so, um, so that was, that was kind of interesting in that book. And, and funny enough, um, to piggyback on that, I went to, you've heard of the gospel coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a conference, it was, um, called a two day intensive and one of the, you know, keynote speakers got up there and she was like, ladies, thank you for being here. There was like 500 women. She was like, thank you for being here. I just want you to know this is not going to be a motivational talk. We aren't washing our faces or anything like that. And she gave a total like jab and everyone kind of knew, well, I'd say maybe half of the audience kind of knew where she was going with that. And so I think from, from a large perspective, um, you know, no one really has a problem with, with her book. And I think she does make some good, good points, but there's definitely some faith elements that were, were left out of it that could definitely lead our sisters astray in my opinion. So I was just curious if you'd finish the book, but yeah, for sure. And that's a good, good thing to think about in terms of like women in the workplace and how we can continue to, you know, be lights and, Mm -hmm. um, and I also wanted to mention too, I know we chatted about this earlier. Um, we have a Bible study at work, which is really cool. And I had no idea that that was going to exist at a place like sales loft. Mm. And, um, I know we kind of are in the Bible belt, so we've got some, you know, believers obviously in the, in the area. But, um, when I first, you know, jumped on board, um, there is like, you know, they want to make sure you're plugged in. And so it's like, Hey, here's this company directory. Here are some different, clubs and organizations and things that you can join. So like when was obviously one of them. And then there's this one called the lunch bite. And um, so these folks meet on Thursday. So like I said, we've got catered lunch that comes in every, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, you're on your own for lunch. And Thursday though, we'd get, we've got company money that um, will they sponsor our Bible study lunch. So we get money from sales loft to buy lunch for our Bible study, which is great. And so, um, you know, I thought that that was a really awesome thing to get plugged into. So I went to my first one last week and it was great. We read Luke 16 and, um, you know, we talked about, you know, what that looked like, um, you know, kind of how we applied, you know, those teachings to our lives. And I think that we can definitely open it up more for conversation, like, especially thinking about the, you know, Rachel Hollis book and okay, well, here's, here's what the world is kind of feeding us. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, how can we continue to rely on God, you know, as we walk through, you know, this crazy life and how can we continue to apply his teachings, you know, to the Mm -hmm. workplace and, um, and, you know, how to, like I said, continue to care for, for our, our neighbors and for our, um, coworkers. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where this goes know more people you know in that in that group too wow and so you aren't leading this group you're a part of it no no I'm just a part of it yeah someone else started it wow because I mean when I lived with you the the default would be like oh yeah Jess is leading this group (laughs) 
by now. Oh, no. Yeah. Someone already started it. Wow. Man. So did you get to choose? You you chose when and you chose this Bible study. So did you get to, do they say like choose two of these organizations to get plugged into or how does that work? Oh, no. You don't have to do any of it. They're just there. They're just there as options. Um, Like there's one called sales loft like but it's or no it's called ales loft and it's like a beer drinking club <laughs> uh, um, for like ale and then there's just all these like little pl- you know pun punny kind of groups um and there's like an outdoorsy one there's a diversity and inclusion one I mean there's all these like different you know little I forget what they're called employee resource groups I guess is what they're called employee resource groups yeah Jess I'm so inspired this is this is almost too much I'm I'm Mm -hmm. empathizing with the listener right now that is like well hot where am I working (laughs) exactly like what what am I doing yep I'm quitting tomorrow and going to find something like this how would you encourage someone who maybe is in a startup or which ironically, a lot of startups in Austin do have very healthy cultures and they're trying to bring a lot of these, these um, resources in, into the, to the field. But for those of us that maybe feel like, gosh, I am in a little bit of a toxic environment, but I am passionate about what I do. I feel called to persevere in this job. How might you encourage us to, to persevere and in light of, you know, what God says about work and just with your own experience, having been a part of cultures that aren't as amazing as this one that you're setting the tone for, um, you know, it it might not be where this, where our listeners will be for the rest of their lives, but that's where they are now. And it's just not this, that exciting. How could maybe they be a part of the solution of maybe starting a committee that celebrates people's birthdays or, or something like that? What might some of your advice or encouragement be to them? Yeah, so I was a part of some a somewhat negative um, or toxic work environment several years ago, and um, you know, while it was an extremely growing and like challenging time in my life, I had to really buckle down and <laughs> pray about it. Basically, like mm-hmm. every day, you know, I had it was, it was a hard time, um, because I was like, what is my purpose here? You know, how am I going to continue on in this, you know, in this role? How, but how can I continue to like, love my coworkers really well? Mm. And so that's really all that it came down to. I was like, okay, I think I'm just supposed to, cause I was just trying to listen to what God was going to say about it. And, um, I feel like I wasn't getting too many answers and I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to try to do my work really well, which God wants us to work hard, obviously, and, you know, be um, and have integrity in our jobs. Um, But then I'm also going to try to leave somewhat of a, not necessarily like a legacy by any means, because I'm not that great, but, you know, like, how can I continue to like love my neighbors and try to tell them about God and explain to them that I'm going to be praying for them or, Mm -hmm. you know, how can I, what can I do to like leave something here? Um, because I knew where I wasn't going to be there forever. And so I really had to think about that and whether that was, you know, a note to my boss when she was really, really down or, you know, just a conversation after work, um, or, you know, 
opening up to someone, you know, on the bus, you know, a coworker on the bus on the way home, like whatever that was, it was just really trying to figure out, you know, how to care for them well. And um, I remember my friend, my coworker, Megan loved, loved um, lemon LaCroix. And so I brought her like a <laughs> big case of like LaCroix, <laughs> um, awesome. you know, before she left. I mean, just like little things to try to show them that we cared. Um, and then in my more recent job, um, before this one, um, we did have an, um, a group that they were interested in, you know, celebrating people's birthdays. And so I just signed up to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like, I think you hit it, like in terms of starting a committee or um, being the change, you know, and mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't like it, then change it. And so um, I think that so many people just get stuck in kind of that toxic environment. And it might be something like gossip, or it might be something like, just like negativity that just kind of hangs over people's heads as they are you know, come in and out of the workplace. Um, and so I just was start with just like praying about it, um, figuring out kind of where, where are those opportunities? How can I be a light to someone just today? Like, what can I say to them that's just helpful for today? Um, and just starting small, you know, and you'll be so surprised at how those little comments or those little acts of kindness can change, can change people's hearts. And, um, one thing we did recently too, I don't even think it wasn't even my idea. It was my coworker's idea. She said, um, you know, we're going to do these little, uh, little notes. I can't remember what she called them. Almost like little grams of like kindness, um, around Thanksgiving time. And so you could come get a little slip of paper and you could write like either an anonymous note to that person, um, or an, an actual personalized note to them and just telling them why you're thankful for them. Um, and then mm-hmm. she went and passed, passed them around to everybody, you know, who got one. And so we'd like end up with these little like notes on our desk from random people around our, our, you know, workplace. And that was just like, so nice, you know, it's just like not every day that you get that. And it just meet you know, some people might not, not, words of affirmation might not be their, their spiritual, um, you know, what, or what is it? The, um, love Love language. language. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I think that those little things are just so helpful and having someone, you know, who knows you and knows what your love language is, is important too. And what your favorite candy is or whatever it is, you know, we had that listed out on one of our um, spreadsheets in the office. And so, yeah, just like, those are just some little ideas that we, um, we, we kind of gleaned, you know, from other places and we didn't have a ton of resources and money because I worked in, you know, education, um, but everyone pulled together to make sure everyone was cared for. And that was actually the place where, yeah, when I came back from maternity leave, they had like made all of these magnets and pictures of, you know, Graham and John and around, around um, my desk. And they also made me meals too, like frozen meals um, to take home. So it was, they were just awesome. And just, that's just the benefit of working for um, an organization where you've got such great employees and people that really, really, really care. Yeah. And was that when they did that, that was not the current company you're with no. now. That was the one prior. Okay. So yeah, I was about that, to say they did that and you had barely even been there, but that was prior to this yeah, job. That was, yeah. yeah. That was at Georgia tech. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Goodness. So inspired by some of the practical things that, that um, these companies are doing it's mm-hmm. it's almost overwhelming it's funny because I'm thinking back to when I had an internship at AMD when I first moved to Austin mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh you know interns do all kinds of things and I remember one day I didn't have that much work on on my docket and I thought you know like what do I want to do this is my chance to be creative and I thought I want to go appreciate and celebrate these employees because I just kind of felt the monotony of the day, if that makes sense. It was like, mm-hmm. 
funny enough, some light bulbs were out, so it made it a little dark. And then I had, since I come from, you know, two parents that are in education and my mom's a teacher and all that, I happened to have this uh, bulletin board border. And so I went and stapled this bulletin board border to uh, a bulletin board in one of the conference rooms. And my boss came over and was like, you need to take that down. <laughs> oh my so God. I went back and I like took it down. All it was was this blue border, but nope, couldn't have it. And then I wrote a Bible verse on my whiteboard that was in my little cubicle. And my boss's boss came by and was highly offensive and said, you need to erase that. You cannot have that on your whiteboard. So I erased it. And, um, you know, so like, I just am remembering things like that. But also, um, I remember when I didn't have a whole lot of work to do, I thought, I want to make a Sonic run, but I'm not just going to make a Sonic run and bring it back. I made these little slips of paper that was like, you've been, you've been chosen from the appreciation committee, AKA me, the intern. (laughs) to get your favorite sonic drink today and I think the the gals that I gave them to were like what I do not understand but they filled it out and they were like strawberry lemonade or whatever and I went and I got drinks and came back and and that was just sort of a way that I realized that was one of my first jobs that I had that I realized I was sort of naturally gifted or naturally inclined to see the world through this lens that I think God's given me to kind of go who who needs to be seen today? Who needs appreciation today? Who can I care for today? Who can I help? And just an overall posture of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't do it perfectly, but I, that's part of the reason I started this podcast because I wanted to talk to people who are really good, like yourself, good at caring for people, whether that's your friends, your neighbors, or people in your workplace, like you're talking about today. So mm-hmm. can you think of, we've got a couple minutes left. Can you think of a story, Jess, of a time you shared the LaCroix story, LaCroix, the lemon. I love that because that's something we can all do is, Hey, what's your favorite drink? And we can bring it to them. Um, you know, gift cards are a a no brainer. Is there anything you can think of kind of a more unique idea of when someone was sick or maybe it could be celebratory or not so much of something that you were able to do to kind of meet a need in the workplace? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, no, I feel like we've had so many um, different scenarios in people's lives that, you know, whether that be, you know, like a birth of a child or, um, you know, family member who's sick. I mean, there was just one today. I mean, it's it's nothing crazy, but um, just the most recent one is we with my job, I'm kind of in charge of. you know, scheduling interviews and, you know, connecting with candidates, making sure that candidates have a really good experience when they come on site. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had a bunch of um, interviews scheduled today for um, one of a position that's open. And unfortunately, one of the managers found out or the, the hiring manager who was um, conducting the interviews found out that one of his friends passed away um, in a climbing accident, either yesterday or today. And so he messaged, you know, my coworker who had been setting up the interviews and she was like, he was like, Hey, I'm just like not in the right headspace, you know, for this interview and, or, you know, these couple of interviews this afternoon, um, can you reach out to the candidates and reschedule? So she didn't have any time to do that. So she messaged me and said, Hey Jess, do you have any you know bandwidth to, to reschedule these interviews? And I was like, absolutely. Like, do not have him worry about this. Like no big deal. Like, even though I had a ton on my plate, you know? So, mm. um, so 
um, I was like, okay. So I you know, reached out to these candidates, called them. They were more than understanding and rescheduled the interviews. And then, you know, the hiring manager, he messaged me and said, Hey, thank you so much for, you know, he could see me kind of shifting things around in his calendar. And he was like, thank you so much for, for rescheduling those. That meant so much to me. And, um, he was like, I just, I want to be in a good you know place. And this was just, it's just kind of thrown me off today and kind of told me what happened. And I was like, Brian, like, do not worry about this. I was like, you do not have to thank me. Like, you know, it was nothing, you know, this is my job. Mm. <laughs> um, but I wanted to make sure that, I mean, it became the top of my priority list. So he wasn't, he wasn't worried about it. Yeah. Um, so just these like little, th- like little things. I mean, yes, that was totally my job to do, to do that. Um, but he was so like appreciative and he was worried about the candidates, like thinking that, you know, that, th- that they weren't valued because he had to cancel like pretty much two hours ahead, you know? And so, um, but yeah, just like these little things and making sure that they're cared for. And so I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm praying for you. And he was like, thanks. He's like, but if you mm. could please pray for like, um, the 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 guy's fiance and you know the family you know then that'd be great and I was like yeah of course you know so just those like little tiny opportunities for you to tell them that hey I'm like praying for you I'm taking care of this you know do not worry about it so um, yeah that was literally just today so Mm. um, just those little nuggets you know nothing nothing like grand um but you know I think that just making sure that you always have that like you said posture of gratitude thanksgiving and then making sure um that you are yeah taking care of um your, your people and making sure that they're they're okay. Mm -hmm. And, and grand to them, possibly your empathy and, um, just ability to be flexible. I think there are a lot of business environments that someone would not react that way. And that's where we get kind of in that domino effect of, well, if you treat someone this way, then they're going to treat another person this way. And, and then the story just goes on and on. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I love that you incorporated your faith in all of that as well, just kind of fitting it in there of I'll be praying for you. So yeah, it's every day is an opportunity for, um, for a lot of things to improve the culture, to share your faith and all of those things. Um, one more question for you, Jess. So for listeners who might be looking for a job right now, we, we've talked about maybe kind of what I would say, in my opinion, like the best of the best in regards to well-being and culture and appreciation programs. But what would you say a fair expectation is for folks that might be applying to jobs right now and they've been excited by what you and I have talked about? What do you think? Number one, what do you think a fair expectation is for them to have in regards to employee perks? And number two, what's maybe one question they could ask during the interview to ensure that there are adequate or, or the perks that they're wanting? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think one overarching uh, piece that I don't think okay, if companies have not adopted this, then, Mm -hmm. then it could be kind of detrimental is flexibility. Um, and that is an area that I think all companies can grow in, but as they're, if they're, if they know anything about the millennial culture is that we all are extremely flexible. We want a flexible work experience and work um, environment. And so whether that means you can take your work home or work from home or work remotely, I think that, um, companies need to embrace that. So, 
I mean, personally, that's something important for me. Unfortunately, in my particular role, it's not as flexible. But, you know, my boss today, she was like, hey, I told her, I was like, hey, I never really talked to you about PTO and some of my time off that I need, like, coming up. So I wrote out this long email, and I was like, hey, I have all these things, you know, coming up. And she was like, oh, no problem. Put it on my calendar. No big deal. You know, like, I thought it was going to be this huge thing, and they really mm. don't care. She's like, as, yeah. long as, you can get, as long as you can get your stuff done, they care about you being, you know, a productive member of the team. They do not care about where you are or what you're doing. You know, she's like, take as much time as you need. We'll, we'll make up a backup plan. You know, you obviously, you might need to be online for a couple of things, which I'm totally happy to do. You know, but I think flexibility is one of those things that's really, really important um, and that people should be looking for and that boss, you know, you're the employer should um manage well and also care about so i think that would be probably my number one thing um just because as we get you know people are living in these cities and crazy traffic and people are having kids and there's lots of different things that happen you know and you don't want to have to just feel like you're stuck in this um in this place right where you come in you're clocked in you're Mm -hmm. all you're there at eight o'clock and then you can leave at five you're counting down the hours it should just be flexible and we're all adults and you can get your work done um and so i think that that something that companies should value. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm really thankful that we live in this time that that is being more valued. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember even just my first job, like what, six years ago, the word you used was stuck. And I can definitely relate to that because that is kind of how I felt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get in at 8 a.m. and sometimes leave at 8 p.m., like seriously. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was appreciated and I got bonuses and this and that. But, um, but I'm grateful that things are are starting to shake up a little bit and, and flexibility is starting to be more valued. But so, so for our listeners that are maybe in the application process, that's um, an acceptable, acceptable question to ask, like what, what does flexibility look like with this position? Now, maybe that's not the first question out of your mouth, because that probably puts you in great standing, but would you say that's an okay thing for them to ask? I think so. Um, and the better way to ask that is what, um, not what do the hours look like, because that's not necessarily like the greatest way either. There's probably a better yeah. way to word it, but, um, I guess, you know, what does a typical day look like? Mm. I think you could ask. Um, and I think that someone has asked that before and that doesn't come across as being like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to like skip out on work all the time or work from home all the time. Um, but that is something that I think the company should kind of be upfront about. And, you know, that's something that they, you know, talked about to me pretty quickly. They were like, yeah, unlimited PTO, you know, take off whenever you need. My boss made it very apparent. I didn't even have to ask. She was like, as long as you get your stuff done, you can work from a beach in Mexico. And I was like, great. <laughs> wow. Um, and so, you know, she just made that apparent. And so, but yeah, better ways to ask it would just be like, you know, what does a typical day look like? You know, are there evening events that I need to be a part of? You know, if that's something you're not able to do, you know, you just have to be like, you just got to be, we're at a place where, you know, you've got your life and you've got your priorities and things that you need to, it's just, it's okay to ask it just like direct to like, Hey, yes. I need to know kind of what these days are going to look like or what my weekends are going to look like. Um, typical day look like or um what are the commitments you know outside of the typical work hours that I need to be a part of yes well said I like that what does a typical day look like Mm -hmm. yep okay write it down take notes folks (laughs) (laughs) okay well as we wrap this up Jess I like to end the podcast asking um my friends how are you caring for yourself what are two things that 
Um, lately, you've really enjoyed caring for yourself. Now that you have Graham, which how old is Graham now? He is five months. Five months. Oh, my goodness. So there might not be a whole lot of caring for yourself happening. But can you think of a couple of things that have just really um, allowed you to just kind of relax or reflect or, or what do you do to care for yourself? Two examples. Yeah. So um, my so John, my husband, is very adamant about allowing me to go get pedicures <laughs> on a regular basis. <laughs> yep. And I used to not really care about that so much, but as I've gotten older, I think it's something that I've realized that I I enjoy a lot. And I remember learning about this at um at Austin Stone. Actually, it was like, what are your fills and drains? Yes. And and I was like, ah, oh, what the heck? Like, what are the? I didn't really understand them. And then as I've like gotten older and I've like looked back at that, I'm like, okay, well, it's actually true. Like, it's okay to be filled by things that might seem like self indulgent, you know. But like, as mm-hmm. long as you're not like think overdoing it, I think it's totally fine. Like, if you feel really good and relaxed and filled up by like getting your nails done, like once every couple weeks, like that's okay. You know, like self-care, like that's super, that's really important. And so, um, I've kind of made it a point to like, make sure I do that every now and then. Um, and he's like, absolutely. Like he watches the baby and I go on a Saturday morning or whatever it is. Um, and then, so that's like one thing that I think is, is nice. And then, um, as I've gotten back into this work routine, like I just mentioned, um, I really wanted to get back into working out and that's been like a big release and, and, um, energizer for me is getting back into working out. And so, um, work actually has, you know, they have a gym in the building, um, that all the corporate employees can use, um, and that we have that workout class. And so I just went to that today for the first time. And so really I told John, I'm like, you know, I know that you have to sometimes go out of town for work and then I'm here with Graham and then maybe some days you can pick him up or watch him on Tuesdays. And he's like all about that. And so he's like, absolutely. Like I'll make dinner and you go work out and I'll take him, you know, take baby duty. So I think <laughs> that too is just, um, you know, communication and that's a whole nother topic about family and, <laughs> yes. and things like that. But just those two things, I think, um, have been, have been really great. And it made me feel, made me feel really good today. Even though good. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're finding time to care for yourself and that John is so supportive, which I'm not surprised. And I remember when you and I lived together, you were on that elliptical machine, like morning and night, or, you know, <laughs> you just loved being in there. So I'm glad that you're getting back into that because it was a release for you then. So, yeah. well, you are such a dear friend. I wish we could talk more often than we do, but thank you so much for taking the time to inspire us and encourage us and really educate us on what things look like now and where we're headed. And um, for our listeners today, I hope that you're encouraged and inspired to go care for another coworker in whatever unique way that might be. And for future episodes, uh, you can follow me, Take Care, with Ginny Lloyd on Instagram. And there have been a couple episodes already posted about taking care of yourself and taking care of other people. So, Jess, thank you so much. I'm super grateful for you. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much, Jenny. It was really nice being a part of this. And as always, if, if anyone ever has any questions to Florida to reach out. Um, I am a recruiter, so I can help get you a good job. <laughs> Look at that. Well, that is above and beyond right there, y'all. So I will put her details and how to find her in the notes of this podcast. So thank you for listening. And I'll always take care, y'all. Bye.